thank you for coming up today. I thought I was going to be here alone, but I'm glad you came. Well, today, kids, you're going to hear in my sermon me talking about the Bible lesson from uh, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to hear about Martha, a lady named Martha, and her sister Mary. Have you ever heard those, those ladies before? Oh, you haven't? Okay. Um, well, they were very, very sweet gals. They were uh, believers in God, and they lived in a little town right outside of Jerusalem. And, and uh, it's a big deal when guests come to visit, right? Well, you'll never believe who came to her house. Jesus. Can you imagine? Jesus himself, the Savior of the world, the one that we've come here to worship and sing praises to, he showed up in their living room. Think that was a big deal? Oh, that was a big deal, all right. And they knew that, that he was coming. And, and so he was a very special guest. And that kind of makes us think about special guests coming to our house. Do you ever have special guests coming to your house? I bet it's not the president or a movie star. You know what? I bet it's somebody more important. Grandma and grandpa. They're special guests, aren't they? Or maybe cousins right? Or maybe friends. And, and if you have a special guest that comes to your house, um, do your mom and dad get busy doing things before they come? What are some of the things they do to get the house ready? What kind of housework do you think they do? Do you ever watch mom and dad do it? Oh, they paint? Oh, wow. Okay, I, I'm not quite that ambitious. Wow, that's really great. Uh, I, I, bet, I bet, besides painting, I, I bet what they do is they, they vacuum the house. Does mom or dad do that? Right? And, and I bet they clean the, the bathrooms, right? When, when we have guests come to our house, Mrs. Ailhoffen cleans the, the bathroom in the basement, and we don't even go down there, and she still cleans it. And, and do you help mom and dad when, when they clean the house? Yeah, personal confession time. I didn't ask them because I'm not sure I want the answer. Um, yeah, sometimes we, we help, right? And do you help with, with maybe uh, clean your room, pick up your toys, right? And, or maybe you, you pick up your clothes or maybe help mom or dad take out the garbage. And if you don't do this, I think I've given you a whole list of things you can do to help because it's a big deal and they can't do it all on their own. But can you imagine that you're doing all the work and that your brother or sister is just sitting there, would that be okay? I don't think that'd be okay. I, I have a sister, and, and when I was, when I was uh, growing up, if I did all the work and, and my, uh, my, my sister was just sitting there, oh, I almost lost my mind. That ever happened to you? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and so what happens is you'd be so frustrated, right? Well, that's what happened to Martha. Because her sister Mary was just sitting there listening to Jesus of all things. But that day, Martha learned that as important as it is to do housework and serve, it's even more important to listen to Jesus. More important than just sitting, coming to a building and sitting there for a church service, but actually listening and hearing that Jesus is talking about you and me when he talks about sinners. And remembering that Jesus is talking about you and me when he says that we're loved and that we're saved because he died on the cross to save, our, from our, save us from our sins. And that's what we've come to do today, to hear the one thing needful, hear God's word faithfully.
Let's pray to God and ask him to help us do that, shall we? Dear Jesus, thank you for bringing guests to our homes so that we can uh, get ready by doing housework, Lord. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. But Lord, also help us prepare our hearts for you. Help us always listen to you as the one thing needful in hearing your word. Bless us, Lord, and make us a blessing to others as we serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God's grace, his mercy, and his peace be to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word for our sermon today is more about housework. It's about hearing God's word faithfully. It's recorded for us in, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. The Bible says this, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Dearly loved friends of the Savior Jesus, her name is Martha, and she's already had more influence on how Americans eat, entertain, and decorate than virtually anyone else. There was a time when most people would agree that, that she was the personification of gracious living. And I say that because she's produced more television specials, she's written more books on how to eat, entertain, clean, even how to have a proper Christmas. Can you imagine that? A whole book dedicated how to celebrate Christmas properly, the Martha way. Well, she's even published her own self-titled magazine. You know the name of it, right? Martha Stewart Living. And lest you, lest you think that she's gone from the public eye, I actually just got an email from her parent company this past Friday inviting me to buy something at her store. Martha Stewart, you could say, is the hostess with the mostess. But if we reread Luke chapter 10, We'll also discover that her name is Martha, but her last name certainly isn't Stuart. Long before the American Martha, there was the Bible's Martha, a woman who is a worthy predecessor of the happy homemaker. Study Luke chapter 10 and you'll find out lots of details about who this Martha is. I'm sure you've heard of the Bible's Martha. Martha lived in the small town of Bethany with her sister Mary, and their brother, Lazarus. She lived in this small, small village, just a hop, skip, and a jump down from the big city of Jerusalem. And we can't help but think that Mary and Martha's first century home was just as picture perfect. I mean, think about it. Two women, not married, no kids, no toys, to just trip over in the house. No clothes just casually thrown on the living room. Nothing out of place. I think that the Bible's Martha and Martha Stewart 
would have a lot in common. Both of them are immaculate, would give immaculate dinners, ideal place settings, nothing out of place. Our Martha, the Bible's Martha, played hostess to the most important person in history. Jesus Christ came to visit, be a guest at her home. Can you imagine? The Son of God, the Savior of the world, sitting in your living room? And being the attentive hostess that Martha was, just look at her go. She has a vacuum cleaner in one arm, while she has a kitchen timer waiting for the roast to perfectly come out of the oven. Does anyone here truly doubt Martha's desire to be the perfect hostess to Jesus? Does anyone doubt her skill set? Oh, we don't want to do that, unless you want to risk a spatula being thrown in your face. Well, in our reading, we hear about Martha is ready to launch that spatula into outer space, but why? She's frustrated. She's fit to be tied. What got her so worked up? Well, listen carefully to the Bible's true tale of two sisters. Because as you do, we're going to learn how we apply this entire encounter to our own lives. May the Holy Spirit lead us to conclude that we need to stop being like Martha, who's distracted from the one thing needful, and you know what the one thing needful is, faithfully hearing God's word, not just when we feel like it, but each week. Let's start being more like Mary. Mary, who is focused on that one thing needful. My fellow party planners, can you relate to the busyness of Mary and Martha rushing from one commitment to all to the next? Well, Luke chapter 10 tells us almost like what modern living is all about. The Bible simply says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. The opposite of distraction is attraction. So what attracts you? What really gets your attention? I think if Martha herself would stand before us here at St. Paul's, she would say the exact same thing that happened to her happens to each one of us. She had mistakenly built what I would call a Martha Memorial in her mind. Now usually a Martha Memorial is something to be remembered, something to be admired, but you might want to put this in the, in the corner of what not to do. These are just the normal things that could distract any of us from the one thing needful, from clearly hearing God's word. This dangerous to faith list could include such tasks as household responsibilities, maybe dinner plans, chores, maybe even lawn work. How about good old entertainment? You know, vacation planning, going out on the town, hobbies, oh, maybe even kids' activities like ball games, or maybe even concerts. Oh, well, then there's also paperwork and errands. You know, that fun job of paying bills, maybe even home repairs. All fun stuff they didn't tell me when I was a kid that I got to do someday. All these categories really, though, are gifts from our good and gracious God. Thank God if you get to do any of these things I just mentioned. 
but also recognize that at the very same time, they can be dangerous traps set by the devil, intended to launch upon us when we least expect it, to literally pull us away to damage or even destroy our fragile Christian faith. Household responsibilities, oh, they certainly distracted Martha. Our sermon reading says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha was stressed, and she couldn't keep quiet about it. She's got to let it be known. Otherwise, she's going to blow her top. And so who does she throw a spatula at? Well, you'd think it would be Mary, wouldn't it? Her sister, who was just doing nothing sitting there? Actually, you'd be wrong if you conclude that. Listen to who she was taking out her frustrations on. The Bible tells us clearly. She blurts out, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Oh, Martha throws a spatula, all right. She takes out her frustrations on Jesus. Can you imagine? Well, what she was really saying is, doesn't it bother you, Lord? I mean, here I am, slaving away to give you the kind of luncheon that you deserve. And my sister, she's not only doing nothing, you're the one who's distracting her. Wow. What was she expecting Jesus to say? Was she expecting Jesus to say, Oh, Martha, my bad. Here I am yammering about the kingdom of God that truly matters, and I didn't even consider your feelings. You know what? Just look at the time. Martha was no different than Jesus' disciples. Remember Jesus' disciples when they were on the Sea of Galilee and that storm creeped up while Jesus was in the back of the boat? The disciples panicked. They weren't walking by faith, they were walking by sight. And they were so strong that they came up and they rushed up to Jesus, and this is what they complained. Don't you care, Lord, if we drown? I think it'd take us all morning to unpack that what they said and realize, hey, that's not what you say. Jesus doesn't care, really? Of course Jesus knows, of course Jesus cares. But Martha, too, complained. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? But really, my Christian friends, don't we do that too? And it can happen to the most faithful St. Paul's called worker. It can happen to the most faithful leader here in our church. Why, it can even happen to a member of the MVL or MLC staff. What can happen? Oh, we can be distracted from the one thing needful. What we can do is it usually goes something like this. Lord, don't you care? I mean, here I am volunteering my time and other people are loafing. I mean, Lord, don't we have here at this church 2,100? We have 2,200 members that really ought to got to get their, off their hinders and start serving like me. Oh, my friends, sound familiar? If so, then Martha's memorial has become our memorial. Her sin has become our sin. The things that attract us in life often can be distractions to faith. Yes, I'd like to say, you know what, Martha? I've never done that. 
and yet just look at my life. Look at what happened years ago. <laughs> look what happened last month. And my friends, I'm, the evidence says otherwise. Bills get the better of us and distract us from trusting God to provide. Health problems, such as maybe an eye surgery, get in the way, make us think, you know, God, you don't know what you're doing, because if you did, you wouldn't let this happen to me, and now I have to deal with what? Who of us hasn't thought that? Recreation in life gets the better of us and distracts us from the time we could use to learn more about God and His Word. Maybe serve God actively by getting involved in something here in the congregation or in the community, or maybe even give an invitation to somebody else to invite them to hear more about Jesus' word in this place next week. When I hear this list, honestly, I stand convicted along with you, deserving an eternal punishment from God separated from him forever. Well, Martha was so busy serving, she forgot something important, and Jesus helps her see it with these words. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Yes, Martha misunderstood or forgot what service to Christ truly means. If you want to serve Christ, you need a servant's mentality. That means totally putting the other person's needs ahead of yourself, no matter what even if it doesn't go according to your plan. And friends, the only way to jolt us from the distractions of this world is to stop looking at ourselves. Start looking at Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 helps us see what to do. For the Bible says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being very nature God, made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Jesus defined the essence of what it means to be a servant. Not just to give up a little of what you think is your time, but a servant serves. Jesus did more than just demonstrate what service truly is. Oh, Jesus is our perfect example. He didn't come to be served, but to serve. But Jesus did more than just be our example. He gave up his life on the cross to save us for all those times I blew it, all those times I was selfish, all those times I was serving God on my own time my own way, not the way God wanted me to. My friends, Jesus made up for all of our sins when he died a painful death on the cross, and, and he rose again from the grave to free us from our sins, to free us from the fear of death. Now think what that means. It means that however God gives you here on this earth, we now can serve God with reckless abandon, knowing we're someday, one day, very soon, it's going to be, we're going to serve him perfectly in heaven. But he also frees us from the slavery of worrying as we serve. What do other people think? My friends, he frees us from being like Martha, who is distracted, and to start being like Mary, who focused on the one thing needful. Martha thought she was serving God, and yes, she was, in her own way. Yet Jesus had come to bring the blessings of salvation to her. If we ever think, Lord, I can only serve you this way, well, then we need God then serving us. And what does God serve up? 
We're told this in the Bible. Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listened to what he said. Yes, hearing God's word is the one thing needful. Only God's word fills that empty hole in our hearts and gives peace to our souls and hope to our lives. It heals, it forgives, it inspires. Martha was more interested in serving Jesus' body, but Jesus was more interested in serving souls that last. He told her, Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. If you ever find yourself burnt out because you feel like you've been on one too many church committees, then take our text to heart. Just sit and listen at Jesus' feet. On the other end of the spectrum, if you need a fire lit under you to start serving in God's world, sit and listen first to Jesus. My friends, God wants us to be able to hear that faith comes through hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. But how can you hear if you're not, well, here? So click off the screen, lay down the bills, put down the phone. Yeah, you. Put down the phone and stop looking at your watch. Just sit and listen. Frustrated by your own personal private sin that maybe nobody else knows and feeling condemned? Yes, stop looking at your watch and looking at your phone and hear Jesus' words. Sit at his feet when he says to you, neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin grieving the loss of that person that you miss so very much. Sit and listen to Jesus at his feet, much like Mary and Martha did when, just a few chapters later, Lazarus died, and Jesus said these beautiful words, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. All over again, sit at Jesus' feet as he forgives, he heals, he gives hope. Before we conclude to our visit to Martha's house today, don't be too hard on this poor woman. After all, John chapter 11 reminds us how Jesus felt about them. The Bible says Jesus loved Martha and her sister Mary. What's interesting to me is not once did Jesus ever discourage the good deeds that she did for him. That's not the point. But what he's also reminding us is don't look down at the Christian service that maybe someone else is doing it, even if you wouldn't quite do what they wanted to. Instead, ask yourself, what, what distracts you from God's word? And I pray that you remember the true tale of the two sisters, to stop being like Mar Martha, who is distracted from the one thing needful, and start being like Mary, who faithfully listened. Yes, finally, as the Bible says, these words over and over again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And just like Martha Stewart might say, and I'd like to think that she'd agree with those words, it's a good thing. For our stewardship thought today, we want to let you know if you brought a gift to Jesus with your offering. As you leave church today, you can simply place it in the collection plate. You can give online or also uh, you can bring it into the church office. Thank you for serving and supporting the Christian work that we do here.